0: In today's episode of ERCX Chats, ERC's Chief Strategy Officer, Stephanie Todd, hosts a familiar face from her childhood. I am the founder, true and true, Like even as SolidCore has gotten bigger.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to ERCX Chats. We're thankful to have Ann Malum, owner, founder, and former CEO of SolidCore, nonprofit leader, influencer, and Bismarck native joining us. Anne, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I think
0: you did a pretty good job, but thanks. I'm, I'm Ann Malum. I'm really excited to, to chat with you today. From building a foundation to help the homeless to founding a successful boutique fitness gym, here why Ann Malum has never followed an easy path. I remember looking around the city of Philadelphia when I was deciding if I was gonna actually do this back on my feet thing. Because everybody was like, I can't believe you're gonna do like My mom too was like, what do you mean you're gonna do this for your job? I'm like, "I like, I see this vision. I think I can help these guys get jobs. I can raise money. I can make this into a real nonprofit. And there was not like entrepreneurship doesn't run in my family. And so, and on top of that, it's not, this was a business. It was helping the homeless. And it's like, how are you going to pay yourself? This doesn't make sense. So I under, like looking back, I understand where all those questions were coming from, but I sort of felt like I was in, I was in love. And when you're in love, you don't think straight. And so I was just looking around the city of Philadelphia and I'm like, all of these buildings, businesses, things exist because one person had an idea and acted on it. Like, why can't that be me? Um, and so I think that that level of confidence combined with humility and just this ridiculous desire to help people um, is what really served me well. And yeah, I just kept my feet on the ground through the, through the whole process. And that, you know, growing up in North Dakota, I think you learn that like people who have egos back in North Dakota, it's, not, it's just not received well.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's great. I mean, I, I I totally agree with you on that. I think that, you know, I always joke, everyone's like, why do you talk so much about North Dakota? I'm like, it just really shapes you, I think, into being such a different person. than, you know, not to say anyone else, I've met people from Africa who are very similar to me. So it's not like I'm saying, you know, North Dakota is a completely different special breed of people. But I do think that it, you're right. It It's very articulated to say that it's just not well received in terms of ego or brassiness um, over there. So and yeah. yeah,
0: you know when you think about the p- job that parents do it's this fine balance of giving you confidence but not giving you um, hubris and like thinking you're better than everybody else it's it's keeping you again with your with your grounded but telling you that you're good enough and that you can do dream big and do whatever you want but you know don't forget to treat people well along you know along the way and my boss actually as we're on this topic you know, said this to me when I was 24. I, I, had a, I had a little spat of just like, I deserve more money and I deserve X. And he said something to me, just the way I was approaching it. He's like, Ann, if you want to be successful, you need to make sure that people around you want to see you be successful. And I was like, that's super interesting. It's not just what I think, right? If people around don't want to give me the opportunity and aren't rooting for me and, and, and aren't on my side, like that's going to be a huge obstacle. So it's a really good check-in.
1: Yeah. I've never heard that before, but I, it gave me goosebumps. I was like, oh my gosh, that is so accurate. And probably something I will share that advice with some of the people at my team as well. So yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. So do you think kind of at your core, you've always been a founder, like when you think about it, or was there a mindset change where you just flipped a switch?
0: No, I've, I've always been creative and I, and I've always liked to create things. Like I remember at my job before back on my feet, I created this race, like I was a nonprofit that was a political watchdog for the city of Philadelphia. And my job was sort of the community marketing director. And I had this idea for a race because I'm a runner um, in Philadelphia, which is the birthplace of democracy in America, and I'm like, we should hold a race like on the Saturday before the election day called the Dash for Democracy. Anybody can come and dress for in support of their own candidates, their issues, whatever you believe in and like we'll run together because that's what America is all about. Uh, and so I created that, that race and had a thousand people its first year. And like, it didn't work out, like it didn't make as much money as we thought. And we decided not to do it next year. And I'm like, oh, I'll never be able to create anything as cool again. Like that's, that, that was my one shot. Like that's what I remember thinking and I was so disappointed. And then, you know, back in my feet in core and whatnot. But I, I am a founder, true and true. Like even as solid core has gotten bigger, You know, I knew um, in the beginning of 2020 that I was ready to like step down because it's, it's, when you have a company that has close to 700 employees now and, you know, in 73, 73 locations in 20 plus states growing, you need a lot of process and structure and all those things. And that's just not how I ride. Like, I don't like process. I don't like structure. I know you need it. And I know, and, and I put sort of enough in place for my own appetite but at some point, like I'm like, we need a leader who, who really understands and drives that. And I can continue to be the founder and the executive chair and get to do the things that I want to do. But the CEO really needs to have um, a solid understanding of, of, of process um, and rules, unfortunately. So yeah, and that's sort of what happened. So I think that that will be my continued path uh, for the rest of my life is starting things, getting them to a level, and then handing them off to the person who's better suited to run them when they get to a certain a certain level.
1: That's amazing. And it seems almost opposite of what you see a lot of times in stories, especially coming out of like Silicon Valley or anything is founders who are getting ousted out of things and not wanting to. And sometimes it's not always the situation that is ideally there with cancel culture and some of the other stuff that hap- is, has been happening. But it seems like it's really hard for people to let go of that yeah. and move on. Um, but it sounds like you really know yourself well is it? Do you find it hard to st- not step back in and get too involved or do things if you see them going in a different direction than what you would want?
0: Oh, that definitely happens. It's not different direction, so to speak. Like with back on my feet, it was actually easier because when I when I decided that I was going to move on, you know, I had solid core. I was like, I I have my idea for the next thing I want to do. So I was so fixated on it that I almost didn't have time, you know, for back on my feet. So I. You know, did all, did everything I said I was going to do much faster than I than I than the time frame I was given. I'm like, okay, great, I'm done. The board's got it. We're are like going through the process of hiring a new CEO, which I'm going to help with. But I'm like, I'm going over here, um, and I haven't really had too many of those issues with with back on my feet of like hanging on. But it took me a while, Stephanie, in the time when I was deciding, like when I started to hear the voices again, which was six months before I actually moved on, was like, it's time to do something else, and I'm like. Uh, no, like I'm not doing that. Like uh, this thing is really successful. What if I, what if I fail at this next thing? What if I, you know, I can't deal with that. Like why would I walk away from this thing that I've gotten so much joy out of and it's been really successful and all these awards and everything else that comes with it. But it just, this voice never went away. And I sort of realized like, okay, like this is telling me something that it's time for me to turn over back on my feet to the next best leader And it's time for me to go start my new thing. And so with SolidCore, now that I'm not CEO and I'm executive chair, it's a little different because I'm still involved. But the best news here is the person who's the CEO I've had a working relationship with for, you know, three years or so. And I trust him and he comes to me when he needs to. And he's shown me that. So I know he's not going to do anything, you know, without the proper consent on the bigger items. And he knows that I trust him to operate
1: the company at the level that
0: he is put in the position to do.
1: Yeah. So it's almost a like simple tip, but it's not simple, but it really finding someone you trust to be able to <laughs> mm-hmm. finding someone you trust that you can hand the reins over to so that then you can really be able to back away a little bit more so that, cause you know, they'll take your vision on and keep moving forward. Yeah,
0: totally. And um, it's really, it's frankly, as a founder, I say this a lot too. If you're, if you're building something that only works with you when you're involved, you got to check yourself because that is ego driven and you're not doing your job as a founder to put the foundation and the infrastructure in place that it works without you. And honestly, Stephanie, one of my proudest moments is the fact that back of my feet is still thriving, still growing. Still, you know, getting million-dollar grants now, like it's like that's that's what my I can feel great about that job. And Solid Core will hopefully have the same trajectory. Like we've opened, you know, since I've stepped down, we've opened two studios. We've got eight more to open for the rest of the year. And like that's the test of a true solid company. And it also just makes it, frankly, in the for-profit world, more valuable. Right? When the other when the next transaction we go through. That person will look at the company and be like, you guys have already transitioned from the first founder and CEO and you've still had profitability. It, it says great thing about the product and the, um, the way that the company was built. Special thanks to Ann Mellon, career entrepreneur and founder owner of SolidCorp for sharing her industry knowledge. ERCX Chats is a production of ERC, a business solutions provider and leader in customer experience. Please join us again for the next installment of ERCX Chats.